Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 611 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Out of the office. Oh, oh, oh. Is this a new thing? Have you gotten this in your inbox lately? Where All the work? time, if you like. <laughs> like a lot now. Like it's it's one of these things that happen in the workplace. Like this should be an episode of The Office, right? Yeah. Something starts to happen and other people pick up on that as maybe a cultural thing or something. This is best practices. This is what we do. But when various important people are going to be gone, like the manager of the office or the boss or mm-hmm. whomever. Or the IT person, maybe. Right, sure. Someone that a lot of people will need or would wonder the whereabouts of said individual. When that person is going to be out for any length of time, you get the OOO email. Mm -hmm. I bring it up today because we received one regarding Pancake Hill, Greg Hill, the producer of the program. So Greg wanted to let a bunch of people know that he was going to be out of the office for several days. Which I think that made sense, right, given... His responsibilities across the board. A lot of people need Greg in various capacities, yeah. not yeah. just us here on the morning team. Greg has some oversight over the other producers of the programs, over promotions and various oh, yep, things. Yep. But every once in a while, I get an out-of-the-office email, and I'm like, I don't know that everyone needed to know that you were going to. <laughs> well, what's more is that important? Bad? <laughs> yes, that's bad. It is? What's more important, the, at least having the, uh, the auto-reply, that I feel like is more okay. essential. Because then if you don't send the OOO, at least right. if I email you, This it guy's says, not getting back to me. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with Vitrano? There is that. There's, so over-communication, I suppose, is better. I just wonder. You know, like there's... There's how you see yourself in the world, and then there's how the world actually sees you. <laughs> so you are you oh, suggesting? Oh, I've been told. I've been told. Yeah, thanks for the information, Deb. But we really don't need to know that. <laughs> you got, you've gotten kicked back on that. Oh yeah, I've gotten kicked back. Oh yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. You're not important enough to send the Evidently I'm out of the not. office. Evidently email. not. So. No, Debbie, who has the time to actually write you back and tell you not to send the OOO? Was it Vince? <laughs> no. I did no. Not. Was, I I before, actually, it was before was Vince started. So yeah. <laughs> Half Vince is those, off the hook, and you're those, off the hook. Half of those OOOs, I don't even know who they are. See, then, <laughs> interesting. If we, don't, if we don't know who you are, we don't need to know you're gone. But 613. Those... <laughs> you want to debate it further, or should no, we just no, go? No, no, we're fine. Let's move on. 613 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Marky Bucks hit the road for the first time this preseason as they fall to the Memphis Grizzlies by a final score of 108 to 102. Jay Crowder leading the Bucks in scoring. He had 14. Three other Bucks also scored in double digits, including Pat Connaughton, who chipped in with 13. Giannis Middleton and Damian Lillard all sitting this one out once again. The Bucks are back in action on Sunday when they face off with the Lakers in Los Angeles. Following their week five loss on Monday night against the Las Vegas Raiders, Packers head coach Matt LaFleur meeting with the media on Tuesday and addressing some of his plans for the upcoming bye week. I wouldn't say I'll, I'll be sleeping in the office these next few days, but uh, I would say that I'll be in here quite a bit and um, just try to find find something that to build upon moving forward. The Packers will have plenty to look forward to work on as they look to get some guys healthy before their next game on October 22nd in Denver. Coach LaFleur also leaving a strong message to his offense as they head off into their off week. Nobody's feeling sorry for us. And if we feel sorry for ourselves, we will regress. But as long as we take that approach like, hey, we're going to roll up our sleeves and get back to work, then you got a chance to, to show some progress. 
And that's what I want to see. I want to see that fight from our team, and I, I believe that we will. Speaking of the Packers and the offense, the former QB for the Pack, Aaron Rodgers, who was on the Pat McAfee show on Tuesday, he was asked about the struggles in Green Bay as of late, the four-time MVP helping bring some reassurance to the Green Bay faithful surrounding quarterback Jordan Love. Listen, there's going to be growing pains. I had growing pains my rookie year. Uh, we all go through it. I'm sorry, my rookie, my first year starting, my fourth year just like him. Uh, he's going to be just fine. Like I said, he's a great kid. they got a young team. They've had some injuries. Aaron Jones has been out the last few weeks. He's a dynamic player. Uh, Christian, you know, had been out, just came back this last week. So I would just say to the Packer fans, just take some deep breaths. You know, just trust, uh, you know, trust this kid. He's a great kid. He cares about it. He's going to be around for a while, and they're going to get it fixed. Lastly, <laughs> the Texas Rangers. Do we want to keep hearing from him? Like, I don't know. I clicked on it. I did. I saw Rogers has taken whatever. So I guess I, I, I do. Was, I think it's good. I, I guess think it's I good that he's him. speaking positively about the, the quarterback good. that took his job. Lastly, the Texas Rangers moving on to the ALCS <laughs> with the 7-1 win over the Baltimore Orioles. They complete that three-game sweep. They'll wait the winner between Houston and Minnesota. The Astros taking a two-games-to-one lead on Tuesday night with the 9-1 win. Game four between those two teams is all set for this evening. Siding and limited WTMG News Time 617. Vince, we're getting closer. Big day coming up later this month on October 21st. Good thing we're going to burn the bad weather this weekend because yeah, you got your big event so. coming up a week from Saturday. Yeah, honored and proud to be emceeing the JDRF One Walk. As you know, I have type 1 diabetes, and the walk is at Greenfield Park October 21st. And T1D, as they call it, type 1 diabetes, is different than like what most people have with type 2 diabetes. Type 1 oftentimes is diagnosed in children. Your pancreas does not function, so you need insulin to survive. And then you got to deal with, you know, up uh, a blood sugar level that needs to be at a healthy level. Otherwise, you can run into trouble both long term and short term. So there's a, a an interesting dance, if you will, that you got to deal with on a daily basis. I watch you. You deal with this multiple times that work together in yeah, the yeah, day. Sure. So I this feel is. Bad. I feel like I give you stress sometimes. No, I just I'm <laughs> I'm both concerned. I know you're managing it, but I'm also but I'm also interested. I've learned so much from you about it. Yeah, so I want to share the story of Morgan Kale. She's a fourth grader, nine years old, a, a really neat little girl. How and she's lived with T1D. So here is Morgan's T1D story. Imagine if you had to inject medicine every time you ate anything, and if you didn't take the right amount, you'd risk going unconscious. Or worse. It's like a newborn getting up all the time, except it's, it's a life or death situation. It was a successful afternoon at the Pewaukee Sports Complex. How'd the game go today? We won three to one. All right. And how do you feel? Strong. Morgan Kale is nine years old. Uh, how's the blood sugar? Everything good? Yeah. Yeah. We're dropping a little bit right now. Yeah, I get it. Post, I get it. post activity. Right. I saw you crushing orange, right? Yep. Anne is Morgan's mother. Morgan is the youngest of three. She's a fourth grader, plays soccer, loves it. Very caring, helpful individual. <laughs> Morgan lives with type 1 diabetes. It's otherwise known as T1D. You have to get 
shots and your pancreas doesn't work anymore. So you have to put insulin in your body. Morgan was diagnosed two years ago. How did that go? Was that a surprise? Did that come out of nowhere? It came out of nowhere. There we have no family history. Felt kind of familiar with it, but you're not familiar until you're in it. <laughs> For sure. So when that happened, how, how, how are you feeling? Oh my gosh, so overwhelmed. Very scared, yeah. Um, trying to hold back tears, right? Because your your kid, you want to make it seem like it's not so bad, but it is, a, it is scary because everything changes. Everything changes. So what exactly is it? Well, if you live with T1D, in a nutshell, it means your pancreas no longer creates insulin, which is used to control your body's blood sugar. That means anytime you eat something, you need to inject the exact amount of insulin into your body in order to keep your blood sugar at a healthy level. If you don't, you risk a blood sugar that goes high or goes too low. I like feel like tired, droopy, mm -hmm. and like hard to stay awake. Confused sometimes? Yeah, confused. A high blood sugar means long-term damage to your body. A low blood sugar means possibly slipping into unconsciousness or worse. Anne says this can happen at any time even in the middle of the night. I kind of liken it to a newborn all over again because she doesn't wake up. She sleeps through the loud alarms that are right in her ear and she sleeps through several juice boxes during the night, applesauce pouches, she, she sleeps through all of it. So um, it's like a newborn getting up all the time, except it's, it's a life or death situation. Morgan wears a continuous glucose monitor on one of her arms, which gives her real-time blood sugar numbers. On the other arm, a special device that provides her essential medicine 24-7. That's like what I have on my arm. I have these devices. They put insulin in me and one checks my blood sugar. The Kale family credits JDRF, which raises money for research and care for T1D. We're in a good spot, I think, with being able to have these devices, right? It has made... Um, managing it a whole lot easier than it would have been even five, ten years ago. So um, the work that they're doing, the research, it's pretty amazing. Go, girl. Back on the soccer field, the future looks bright for Morgan on and off the pitch. Well, what do you want to be when you grow up? you any idea? A famous soccer player and... Um, I'm not really sure. I'm not thinking about that. You got time. Yeah, I'm only nine. So if you'd like to learn more about Morgan, or if you'd like to donate to the JDRF One Walk, I do have a team that I set up there. You can just text the word WALK to the Old National Bank Talk and text line 855-616-1620. We also have a link to my T1D story. Uh, JDRF doing a lot of great things, so it means a lot to me. I appreciate that. News a bunch of money this morning. WTMJ Annex Wealth Management Market Update. Dow Jones Industrial Average up 135, uh, 135 points in trading on Tuesday to 33,731. The NASDAQ up about 78 to 13,563. S&P 500 closed at 4358. That was up about 23 points. Annex Ignite, Annex Comprehensive Wealth, Annex Private Client. They'll meet you where you're at. Details at AnnexWealth.com. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. 
The Milwaukee Brewers offseason is officially here. On Tuesday, General Manager Matt Arnold met with the media to have his usual end-of-the-season press conference and, as expected, was met with questions on the future direction of the organization. One of those questions was what the team planned to do with star pitcher Corbin Burns. Arnold, in my opinion, gave the correct answer, stating he wants him here next season. But, of course, I'm here to tell you that the idea of trading the former 2021 Cy Young winner would be the direction I would explore this offseason. If trading away Corbin Burns nets you a massive offensive upgrade at, I don't know, say first or third base, where the Brewers have seemingly struggled the past few seasons, the smart move is to take that trade in every day that ends in Y. With pitchers Robert Gasser and Jacob Mizorowski coming up in the minors, you do have options for 2024 and beyond. We saw it with Prince Fielder and again countless others. You will likely lose Corbin at some point to free agency if a move is not made. You should at least get something back in return to keep fielding a competitive roster. And look, let's not forget about the sour taste that was left behind last season between Burns and the Brewers in his arbitration case. Arnold did a fantastic job in acquiring one of the game's best catchers, William Contreras, last winter by essentially giving up a player they never intended to keep. What do you think he could do with a guy like Corbin Burns? Look, it may not be how we want to go about business in the grand scheme of things, but this is now the Brewers' way. Draft, develop, and then utilize that talent to stay relevant within the National League. I don't want to be like you. 6.53 on Wisconsin's Morning News. This Wednesday morning, Milwaukee Common Council voted unanimously to revoke the operating license of a Central City gas station where a man was killed. Another man acting as a security guard at the gas station accused of shooting Isaiah Allen in the back after he stole a box of snack cakes. Our hard work didn't go unanswered. We just got one step closer to the finish line. This should have never happened, period. And since it's been here, it has been a nuisance. Allen's mother and grandmother speaking with TMJ4 News. They have been protesting for more than a month, demanding the place to be shut down. They got their wish. Our teammate from 1017 The Truth, Dr. Ken Harris, with us this morning. So then what comes to the property, Ken? Sell it and give it away. It's 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 amazing how they even got a license. Like how did you even get a license through when the store had been a problem? I'm pretty sure the licensing bureau had been giving had had, had been getting complaint after complaint after complaint. But many times people on the city council and on the committee Want to be nice because it's a city and it's their business and it's their livelihood. And now a man is dead. So at some point, I'm happy, but I think um, it would make a nice garden. Right. I so really do. Not all of these things, not all of these situations where you have issues over licensing or whether or not something right. is a nuisance property are the same. Correct. In some cases, you have a situation where a property owner might be responsible and say, like, why are you shutting me down for problems right. at my place? I'm asking for protection here. Correct. Like, sometimes it's the neighborhood and the people, or one or two people cause trouble outside. It's it's the, I open a liquor store and a convenience store, but the kids outside keep trying to have people buy them liquor. Do you close me down, or do you write the kids tickets right, so they right. see their parents? So you see this case differently, however. I see this case completely differently. We're, we're talking about ongoing complaints to the point where the community and other businesses are saying, we need to shut this down. There have been issues with uh, people going into stores and stealing different things. In this case, a security guard had a, an, a gun and shot and killed this man. The owner has said, well, we didn't know he had a gun. Uh, 
for future, you, uh, this has been an issue. How do you stop that? How do you stop the shoplifting issue that seems to be popping up from time to time? That I don't know. Um, I, I, I do know it's a reflection of parents. It's a reflection of not holding kids responsible and accountability. And so I think all parties are to blame. Many times they don't, they don't want these quote unquote young kids, which I can understand. You know, you're goofing around. That's one thing. But when you've got 200 kids rolling in to jack this store and steal stuff, they need to all be punished. And their parents need to be punished too. And I think that's a level that we miss is that we need to start issuing some parental responsibility tickets. And if they're underage, just arresting the parents for neglect because your child is out here acting a fool. But we're not prosecuting people that we, that we pick up. For theft, repeat offenders who walk like in and out Absolutely. of the same places like over and over and over again. We don't do anything to them, much less somebody's parents. And what have I been saying about right. the district attorney? Elections coming up. That's all I'm saying. Well, at some point, and you look at what may turn the tide, nobody cares about anything until it affects them. Right. Well, And if all of a sudden I can't shop at the place where I want to shop, or I can't fill up my car at the place where I want to fill up my car, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you create more of these deserts in the right. city where businesses are saying it's not viable for me to stay out open, if the people in the neighborhood start saying, this is no good, maybe the tide changes. But the people are saying that it's no good, and the people do want him arrested, convicted, the problem is we need the DA's office to understand, stop letting it get to this point. We really need a broken windows type deal where we t- take care of the little stuff so it doesn't turn into the big stuff. Not to put you in his brain, but do you think the DA goes a certain route only because of where are you going to put different people? I mean, we know the county jail is understaffed and there's issues there. There's not always a place for everyone to be able to prosecute everybody. Does that sit in the back of their mind on trying to figure out which ones are more important or which one should be the priority? Sure, I think that plays a part, but also I think that he's trying to be lenient to a group that he thinks has been, you know, you know, treated bad for the last 450 years. The problem I'm having is, in your mind, are black people the only ones doing crime? Like, why would that be an issue? Because had it hap- had had Waukesha happen in Milwaukee... I'm not sure if he would have even stepped up to the challenge to even prosecute the guy that bad. But, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Dr. Ken Harris, host of the Afternoon Show on 101.7 The Truth. Great to see you on Wednesday, sir. Have a great one. Business headlines are up next. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal's Margaret Nacek.